Hello, everyone. You have reached Shelters by Jesus radio podcast. We want to honor Jesus. My name is Al. You are in the right place. Do not change that dial. Hi, Seth. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, uh, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for making us part of your day. You're in for a real treat. Thank you. So it's a special day today, Al. Why, yes, it is. It is the day the Lord has made, and he has allowed us to go ahead. Our 100th episode. 100th episode. Praise the Lord. Ending the season one, right? It so. is. We'll be starting season two, and I just want to praise the Lord, Al. We ha- we've been talking about joy. You and I, when we started this thing, we started off with one microphone. <laughs> a rough time trying to figure it out. I know, and the little crank that we were turning there. <laughs> to get, yeah. But you know, God has been so good to us here at Shelters by Jesus. Radio, and he has allowed us to make 100 episodes. So I just want to praise the Lord, give him his glory, and thank him for allowing us to be a part of it. You know, it has been a real blessing. I don't know what he's going to do with how long this is going to run. It's mm-hmm. his, it's his program, really, and so it may run for a good long time. But even if it doesn't go one more beyond this 100, we have certainly been blessed. And I think back fondly and recall some really blessed interviews that we've had with individuals, biblical discussions discussions you and I have carried on. And so to God be the glory. Lord, thank you so much uh, yeah, for opening the doors you, that you have. Anyway, if our listeners could see the studio we're in here in Skowhegan, Maine, there are great big, there's a viewing window where people can come by and see us, uh, on-air signs, countdown, acoustic type stuff on the wall, uh, biblical verses hanging around, a uh, guest table with guest microphones. We've had musical guests and different people from different walks of in journeys following the Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah, it is a very cool blessing. He is such a good father, Al, and we have so much to rejoice about today. This week we've been talking about joy, and our joy here is 100 episodes. Yep. Uh, And and so I celebrating life. Amen. So I just want to celebrate Jesus today and talk about him. You know, one of the verses that I love, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God is greater than anyone, anything, anytime, any place, any situation. He that is in the world is that enemy. That right. We have an enemy of our souls, and he has a plan that tries to derail us, but we're not going to get on that long black train. No, sir. Today is about celebrating. Celebrate. And yeah, celebrate. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hmm. It is my strength. So what does that mean? Does it mean when I'm happy and things are going right? No. The reason I can do what I do every day is because of the Lord, and there's joy in that. And he, he'll put the simplest of things, too, that now has become a joy. I, for example, Laurel made this morning... Uh, blueberry pancakes. And, and I, I noticed put, she didn't bring any with you. <laughs> no, we gave so. them, she gave them away the, <laughs> as I dropped off the grandkids. Oh, she's like, here, drop this off and give them a blessing, you know. But anyway, no, uh, maple syrup, she would pour that on there. And I just like, ah, what a joy that is to be able to partake of that. It is liquid gold uh, up here in Maine. I just <laughs> it I is. love that. It really so is. I, I celebrate that. I, yeah. you know, that is a great joy. Well, Seth, let me ask you this. How about like material things in your life? Has God allowed you to enjoy? Enjoy some material things, and I don't need to get into details necessarily. But does he allow that? Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're told to rejoice and be thankful for the things God has given us, and He's given us this planet to take care of. So yes, there's no sin in going out and like you you enjoy the outdoors, Al. You like camping, you like yeah. those things. There's no sin in that. God made it. He wants us to look at it and go, "Wow, you're amazing." He's blessed my home. I'm a huge electronics fan. We, my wife and I, are careful that we use it for His glory. That's our heart. Don't you wish you had a phaser, though? Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
a Star Trek phaser where I could stun somebody. Uh, yeah, that would be <laughs> kind of cool. So, hey, by the way, yeah. I found this, and so... Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, for folks who don't know, it's a... Um, it's Chekhov. Yeah, oh, I yeah. I think I it's Chekhov. <laughs> he uh, knows it's Chekhov. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a little action figure of a Star Trek character. I'm a huge Star Trek nerd. He's got the phaser. Um, I love it. I love it. Isn't wow. that kind of cool? So that, that is That's great. just a simple little thing, but I thought you'd like to get a charge out of that because, oh. yeah, I know you're a Trekkie from way back. You look probably like the original episodes, but you probably like them all. I do, yeah. And so, see, the Lord can allow you to enjoy that with the right perspective. Yeah, and I think that there are things that God says, don't do these things. Right. And if you do them with a joyful heart or not, they're sin. But then, you know, he gives us activities that we can enjoy. And as long as we keep things in perspective, understand that our first obligation is to the Lord. Yeah, he gives us things to enjoy. With the right heart, you can sit down and watch an old episode of Stardate 424. <laughs> <laughs> dash 21, which is what it is today, yeah, something sure. like that, and enjoy that, you know. I personally, yeah. having been regenerated, I'd like to think that they could maybe install some churches on the on the Star Trek Enterprise and some well, bathrooms, too. They, they do the bathrooms. <laughs> they do What's have a chapel that? on the Enterprise. Oh, do they? They do oh, have a chapel on the Enterprise, Okay, yes. I didn't realize that, so yeah. um, I missed that yeah. episode. But uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. You can enjoy that. I like the one where they had the little puffy things. The Tribbles. The Tribbles. That was mm-hmm. awesome. That was a good episode. Yeah. Well, we could turn this into... Uh, Star Trek, <laughs> not careful. But the, but uh, we but can enjoy that. We can, we can. You know, I always ask myself, this is Seth's measuring stick, sure. okay? If I expose myself to certain media, certain music, where does it guide my heart? If I can successfully watch something and be like, oh, that was interesting, but it hasn't skewed or altered my thinking, I'm okay, right? Because let's face it, folks, there's a lot of entertainment that will pull you away from God mm-hmm. because that's what it wants. When it glorifies sex and it glorifies violence and it glorifies drug use and it glorifies abuse, those things will pull you from the Lord. But for the sake of pure entertainment, there's a lot of things that, you know, I'm, I'm like sometimes I'll even ask myself, can my kid watch this? But yeah, I love, I like Star Trek. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. You know, I, I like to collect stamps. I'm a real dweeb. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I, I love main postmark. And that just gives me a lot of joy. I also realize that it's the Lord that has allowed me to enjoy that to such a degree as yeah, well. And yeah. so I'm in a, actually a group of gentlemen we're rewriting the rarity guide for Postmarks in Maine and revising it and editing it, the one that was made back in late 1990s. But anyway, a lot of joy. I look at history. I just enjoy that and discovering it. And so, But I also recognize he has allowed it. I mean, it's just a yes. poof in the air, you know, like on a cold day or grass that is going to wither. That being said, it's like, I can celebrate that. It's in joy. Yeah. I, I haven't read yeah. Perspective. Yes, I've, I've been around, literally, I've known fellow Christians, God-fearing people who really believe that if you weren't suffering, you weren't doing something for Jesus. And Jesus says, whatever you do, do it for me, but have joy in it. And enjoy it. Yeah, I always tell people here, you know, we do our daily praise and prayer, and one of the prayers I always say is, Lord, help us to find joy in our work. We know the work has to be done, so give us a joy about it, because we know we're doing it for you, and it's going to make a difference. It reminds me of a video back from the 70s. I want to say called The Music Box. Really cool, interesting. It won some awards and a small video. And so anyway, the context of that is this guy's leading a a dead-end life and he's just going nowhere. And so one day he's walking home and it's cold and it looks like Pittsburgh or something like that and from a factory and he sees this little music box and he opens
opens it up and angels start singing and they're joyful and he's just like, whoa, and it kind of catches on a little bit. So he kind of opens it up every once in a while and gets really infused and excited and things turn around in his life. So he's in this dead end job that shows him twisting on the tops of like windshield washer fluid as it goes by all day long and just everyone else around him are just, now he's got the Lord. It's symbolic of him meeting the Lord and how that changed. And now all of a sudden he's just like, he's digging it and he wins employee of the month. Just everyone's like, why are you so happy? And so he realizes that he needs to tell his wife and his kids too. And so because the one time when he opens it up, the angel comes in the middle of the night and says, you're not supposed to keep it to yourself. You're supposed to share it. And so he shows his wife, you know, and he's like, look, and she's like, whoa. And so anyway, why did I start telling all that? Except that it is a joy to know the Lord and to then share it with other people. It doesn't matter what your situation is. Here's a guy in a dead end job now finding the greatest joy that he's ever had in his life. I can kind of relate to that. Our greatest joy, Al, as I know you'll agree with me, is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Not just knowing him, but knowing him as Lord and Savior. That's the joy. I can't imagine not having him in my life, Al, but I can't imagine being someone who doesn't have him in his life. And then what do you have to look forward to? You are going to die. Jesus Christ is our greatest hope and our greatest source of joy. And we can celebrate life at all levels. I think that's the thing right now. I, I, I am troubled personally with the direction that the world and our government to some extent is going in now, and I'm not going to get all political about it, but there's some decisions and laws and dictates that are coming down that do not seem to line up with what I believe. And, and I just, I love the sanctity of life from the very youngest to the very oldest. When I hold that little baby, six month old, it's reliant on me. And so I just, I love that baby. And I just, that's something to be celebrated. That was one thing that when I first gave my life to the Lord, I cried for the unborn. And I, I really did. I just, I shed tears and it's just me. I mean, maybe not, I think other people probably relate to it the same way too, but I I love the unborn. So I have been a supporter of uh, Maine Right to Life and uh, National Right to Life. They won't allow them nonprofit status just because they're just like, oh, you're a political activist. You know, that's the way the world sees it, but it isn't. And I get no financial benefit, but I believe that that is heavenly investments. And so, yeah, I, and then, you know, some people say like, well, you know, this person may be disabled or what have you. Well, let me tell you this. As a teacher, I saw all kinds of students. And I had one year, one year I had a student that was unable to talk in a wheelchair, quadriplegic, reliant on people pushing them around, but there's life. Now, some people would say that's not a life worth anything. But who, I, are, who are you to make that decision? Who are we to make that decision that's and stuff? Right. Now, that, that mother loved that baby. Mm. Uh, it didn't get enough oxygen, you know, in the delivery. They think something happened there. And so Evan was still special in the eyes of the Lord, you know, and, and so and he understood things as we taught, he ended up graduating. This was happened to be sixth grade. So six years later, he did graduate, but he understood things. He understood language. There were little things that he could do then would could show his approval of something, or he had ways of showing joy. There was one time, and I'll never forget, that he had a, a tough go of it. Something was, he was really ailing, and they weren't sure if he was going to live, actually. He wasn't able to come into school. He was quarantined, and this is pre-COVID anyway, and so he was home. Home. He was getting some health care, and the principal said, you know, the students are a little troubled. If anyone feels comfortable, they can go down and talk to him a little bit. 
and just try to encourage them. So we got the use of the principal's office, and we went down, we made a conference call with him. And though even though he couldn't talk, we talked to him. And I remember the kids saying, like, hang in there, Evie, you know, don't give up. And we love you. We miss you. We hope you're going to get well, mm. come back, and that sort of thing. And where it was just a personal kind of volunteer phone call, I just felt that I should tell him about Jesus. And so I did. And I said, Evan, you know, Jesus loves you, and he wants you to spend eternity with him. I can't remember exactly what I said, but someday, Bible says, we can celebrate that we're going to get a new body. And I said, someday you will dance with our Savior Jesus. And I look forward to that day and that I can be there in, in his presence and see that happening. I can't remember all that I said, but I said something to that effect. And then the mom had teared up and had lost her composure a little bit. When she gained it, she said, Mr. T, she said, Evan is crying and I am too. But she said, he is shaking his head. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought, oh, praise God. Someday that's the hope that we have. Even in a life like that, some people may say, he's not worth it. But here I'm telling the story later and there's some value in that story that someday he will dance with Jesus. Yeah, I want to just share something. Folks, some of our listeners may have made that choice. And it is a hard choice. And Al and I are not here to judge you and condemn you. Right. If you have made that choice, God does love you. God can forgive. Believe me. I have people, and I don't want to say names, but I have several people very close to me who have made those choices. And years, Al, of crying and weeping and regrets. And I just want you to know that the Lord does love you. He can forgive you. You just got to ask. You just got to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe that he loves the little ones. He says, don't, he don't stop them from coming to me because he'll take them. Uh, anyway, interesting. The kids heard that that were down there. There was five or six kids that went down. And one of the kids afterwards said like, gee, Mr. T, you sound like you could be a pastor or something. <laughs> I was like, "That's great." little did they know that someday that would come to Amen. be reality. But anyway, Amen. and I said like, and so they got to hear that too, me witnessing on behalf of our great sovereign king. I also think think that older people, you know, some people say they're not worth it. Well, they are. Amen. I mean, we had a session here where Norton would go into the nursing home and sing some of the old hymns, and they just light right up, and he's such an encouragement. God's using them in that way, and so he sees value in them, just like God does in Amen. older people. And look what God did with some of the older people with Joshua and Caleb after surviving that desert experience, and they got to go in, and they were promised land, and so are we, too. How old was Moses when he began his ministry? He was... 80 years old. 80 years old, yeah. When he began it. Now, he wandered 40 more years in the desert, you know, so... And he had been in the desert for 40 years, too. I mean, he had 40 years where he lived kind of the life of Riley and raised in the Pharaoh's home, and then 40 years kind of on the lamb, out out running, and then, like, my life is over. Let's just get done with it. And then Mm -hmm. he had that burning bush experience. Um, I see older folks, Al, as living history. Mm. I love it. I had the privilege of meeting a woman that was 98 years old, worked at the same law firm for 60 years. She had seen everybody come and go, but she was the one consistent person that worked at this law firm. And boy, she can have some stories. Yeah. 
I love that. And they've been through those tough times and the good times. And, and particularly a believer, you can learn so much from them. It's just like if you have them in your midst, in your church, in your neighborhood, I really encourage people to look them up and to check it out. You know, if you're going through stuff, chances are they've lived through it and have had experiences that they could then share that value, what they've learned in the crucible of life. Real wisdom. Real wisdom. I mean, I look a little bit like Moses, don't I now? You do. You could <laughs> yeah. I get, put a robe on you and tell Charlton Heston to step aside. Uh, Oh, my. So, I, you know, yeah. So like I mentioned in the previous podcast, Laurel and I celebrated our 38th wedding anniversary. And so there have been times when we just like, how did we make it? I know there's people that have been around longer and married longer. And, and I, I thought of that, too. I'm like, what's 38 and 38? That's like 76. There has been some people that have celebrated those, been married that long. Yeah. But in today's society, it's a rare thing, it too. Is. You know, so yeah. a lot of people, they just don't have that upbringing and, and and so they're trying to make up. And so it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. And so I even heard that like in The Chosen this week where one of the guys had lost his father. And and then another one of them around, the, and not to spoil it or anything, but they were around a campfire and they were kind of just talking. And Matthew didn't get to go to Hebrew school and learn all the big, great stories of the Bible because he was so smart with numbers and what have you. And so this is their playing out of the story. And so he regretted that. And then, but Philip had come along and said like, hey, look, you're just find who you are right now, you can start learning stuff now. Like, don't give up. You know, it's like, you can, so start learning some now. What's the big deal? And so he starts in the dramatization of the Chosen series. And so I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged. Yeah, we can start to be better for Christ any moment. There's, it's not too late. Too late. It's not too early. It's exactly on time. And folks, I'm going to tell you, if you're sitting there like, oh, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. Uh, I'm, it's too late for me. I, if you are drawing breath, the Bible says it's God's breath that you're drawing. So use it. Use it now. Use it today. Trust in the Lord. And it, it's diff- it can be difficult, Al, sometimes, especially when you feel alone or you don't understand. But, you know, the, God has given me so much to reflect back on and to re- remember he's active, to remember that he's very much alive and very much on his throne. And I just need to hang in there. I just need to be obedient. And one day it will all be be explained. Hmm. And so we just got to hang on. Folks, I know it's easier said than done. I know that. But you want to get to a point where it's easier done than said, because there are days when I can't say it, but I do it anyway. Hmm. You know, and I want to trust in the Lord. He's been so gracious to me, Al. Uh, And uh, I just, today I'm filled with joy and I just want to keep it going today because who knows how long it'll last. A hundred episodes? A hundred episodes. This is amazing. You know, sometimes I think, well, we're going to run out of stuff to talk about or to cover or study, but God's word is inexhaustible. He is infinite. And so I think we're all set. (laughs) Well, let's just just pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much for this day. It is the day you've made. And Al and I, and hopefully our listeners and others here at Shelters by Jesus will choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, you have been so so good to us. You are the sustainer. You are the creator. You are our father. You are the king. And Lord, you have always provided at Shelters by Jesus without fail. You have a zero fail record. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for allowing me and Al to have this podcast. And I pray that you were lifted up for this first season. Lord, I pray and, and I'm grateful, Lord, for you allowing me to be a part of Shelters by Jesus at all as a director. And I pray, Lord, that I continue to grow and I continue to honor you 
and that you be lifted up, Father. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for all you do for our listeners. And I pray, Lord, we can all have a day, at least just one day, where we sit back and praise your name, find joy in all that we do. Amen. Thank you, Father God, for opportunities to serve you and to just experience the real joy and celebration of life. Thank you for the life and breath that you've given us. Your grace is sufficient. And so may it be so with our listeners too, Father God. Draw them closer to you in their walk and just give them a touch today, Lord, to let them know that you love them with an unending love. Mm. Thank you for loving us too and making this podcast possible. To you be the glory, Lord. We want to just uh, glorify you. May all the episodes that we have done, doing now, or will do in the future, continue on that path. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, folks, we have spent uh, these last three episodes talking about joy in the Lord, and I am so glad to have had this time with my good friend and someone I consider a brother, Al. Al, thank you for joining me this week. Oh, it's been a blessing, brother. Glad to be here. We've, we've had some fun, haven't we? Oh, it's been it's been wonderful, and I'm and God willing, we'll have more. So, folks, if you'd like to learn more about Shelters by Jesus, you can do that by going to www.sheltersbyjesus.com. There you can watch our documentary, find books about the pastor. And if God moves your heart, folks, to donate, you can donate and help support us financially, or you can support us with prayer. There's also a page there that speaks about needs at the shelter. If you want to check that out, or God moves you to supply those needs, then praise the Lord. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, you can go to www.sbjradio.com. Radio.com. There you'll find our current episodes as well as a link to our archived episodes. You can look back and reflect on season one, and we sure would appreciate that because uh, anytime you listen, it just helps to encourage Al and I that we're reaching out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for that. And if you'd like to make a phone call, you can reach us at 207-474-8833. Or if you'd like to write us an old-fashioned letter, you can send it to Shelters by Jesus, 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. Al, it was really good to see you again, brother. It was awesome. It's sure is and they can also click that button too to support us they can Absolutely. click a button we like we like it when people click buttons we love button clicking <laughs> so so we're going to end this 100th episode lord beam us up if you want amen <laughs> if we're, not, ready. we're going to serve you so praise god praise god amen